Hey, welcome to a special edition of This Week in Marketing where it's a best of Instagram, video strategy, social media marketing, YouTube strategies, and all the little nuggets that have come out of prior episodes throughout the course of the year that have worked the best to move the needle in our coaching clients' businesses. Marketing can take a lot of time and a lot of effort, and there's a lot of testing, and did this work, did this not work, and how do I revise it to make it the best? Today's video is only the best. Only the best for you so you can execute on what's gonna move the needle forward in your business. Now I'm backstage here at our Success Summit in Dallas, Texas, and I know a lot of you watching and listening attended the event and you're walking away with copious notes and lots of strategies. And so here's some more for you to consider in terms of leveling up social media, email marketing, YouTube, and all the medias that we know work best with the right message and the right strategy. I can't wait for you to finish this week in marketing, this episode today and then start deploying the strategies to move your business in the right direction, which is up to have the best Q4 of your life. Thank you so much for tuning into This Week in Marketing. This is a special episode. And if you're new to the channel, please make sure to subscribe and go check out the other videos that are a part of this series of podcasts. It's all about helping you move your business forward with the right marketing muscle behind it. There are three to four sections of coverage in your bio that need to be addressed. And you can think of each of these structures as a line in your bio. We talked before about having a skimmable bio. It needs to be skimmable, like bullet points. Each one becomes its own line in your bio. Audience is the first one, which is who are you making content for? Second one is authority. Why should they listen to you? What makes you credible? The third line is uh, we don't have to have it. If you run out of characters, this is the one to sub out. It's an attribute. So what is something unique about you, a perspective, a belief? That would be an aligning belief of some level, an attribute that aligns you with your target audience. And the last section, this one's mission critical, is action. What are you inviting folks to do next? So it's audience, authority, attribute, action. And if I have to get rid of one because I ran out of room, then I would say the attribute can go. But if you can make all four fit, do that. It's written that way because that's who I make content for. And so your first line needs to be a direct statement about who you're making content for, who's your niche, who's your audience. Uh, Ken, I didn't ask you, but I would ask you to share with the group, like 20, 30 seconds, what's the essence of your content like on your channel? Uh, so we, we do the bucket program as well. So it's a lot of like moving to living in kind of stuff. So moving to Orlando, living in Orlando. And then I have a whole other section, what I call coming soon to Orlando. So we're talking about the new developments, the new jobs that are coming, the new, uh, anything that might change somebody who's living here. And, uh, and we kind of oscillate between those two back and forth. All right. So you're driving calls to action that are soft in your videos. Hey, we want to be a resource for you for all things moving to or living in Orlando. And so you're constantly priming your viewers and watchers that you can help them when the time right is right. You can help them when the time is right. They're commenting and asking questions and you're engaging. Uh, you're not trying to like force a sale or say, hey, you should go look at this. We could go show this house today. You're being, you know, rather uh, for lack of a better word, you're having finesse in terms of how you handle those conversations. Katie, I'd love you to jump in. Talk to us about how is that the same or different than what you experience on Instagram? Well, so I think one of the biggest differentiators is that YouTube, you can't really have a private conversation. You know, mm -hmm. they have to take it to Instagram or they have to take it to email or call you, right? Because they, they're making comments on your video and they're not going to generally, they're not going to go into all of their details of their search. That'll normally be an email or a call or a DM or whatever it may be. And so you, you do at some point want to take them off the platform, right? And yeah. my thing on Instagram is I want to keep them on the platform for as long as possible. 
And so that's where the DMs generally will stay on Instagram for a while, right? I'll have someone yeah. comment or ask me a question about the housing market or what's happening in a specific suburb of Houston, and we'll DM back and forth. And as Ken said, I don't immediately want to say, well, thanks so much for the comment about the housing market. Let me come over and list your home or let me come over and tell you about you know, the, the housing market. I keep it on platform and I have that conversation and that back and forth. And then at a certain point when they show more intent, then that'll go towards a home buying consultation that'll go towards a home equity review or you know something of that of that sort depending on what type of of lead they are where do you think for this for both of you where do you think agents in many cases who are looking to make social media a viable lead gen channel for themselves where are they missing the mark i think that ken said it earlier about building the relationship and and providing value i think is, is the most important and most agents are highlighting themselves and aren't looking at their local market or aren't looking at things that a consumer would, would want to see. They're just, they're just, you know, kind of using it as their own highlight reel, in my opinion. Ken, what would yeah. you say? Yeah, I think it's creating content for you, like me and or other agents, instead of yeah. creating content for the consumer, which is I'm trying to get as close to the consumer as possible to weed out any other referral fees or any other kind of uh, platform fees. Like I want them to come to me, but I do that provide by providing value. And I think secondarily is just not understanding the platform. So um, I think it was maybe you and I had a, had a conversation on our, on our coaching call was like um, the whole DM culture of Instagram versus TikTok versus YouTube. And it's like, you're on TikTok, you might be consuming a ton of TikTok, but you're not DMing people really on TikTok. You're just swiping. Whereas on Instagram, it's a DM culture. Like, and so yeah. the amount of people that find me on YouTube and then visit me. And, and like you said earlier, like they, they said, Hey, this guy's actually legit on Instagram. I'm going to follow him and then have conversations with me on Instagram. It's a lot. We have every single day leads coming to us that way. And so we're going deeper in the comments. So I think, yeah, understanding who, who's, who you're shooting content for and then understanding the platforms. And I'll piggyback. So Ken, you made a comment earlier that at the end of your videos or somewhere throughout your videos, you casually remind your viewer, we can help you. We want to be a resource, all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of folks out there who are watching other agents on Instagram or whatever social network it is. And they're saying, well, only other agents are watching this. The consumer is not even paying attention for everybody listening and watching and watching who's, who's consuming your content and how is it driving your business? I think it's a limiting belief and also sort of the way to shrug off some of the real estate content creators to make others feel better, um, about what they're doing. Yeah. There's no doubt that agents are watching and engaging in the content. But if for one second that you think the consumer is not watching just because they didn't leave you a comment or a like, mm. you are grossly mistaken. Because I cannot tell you how frequently people will say, oh, I love that video you did X, Y, and Z, or I love what you did here, or I love what you did there. And I'm like, damn B, you could have left a, you could have left a comment that you loved it. <laughs> You could have shared it with somebody that you loved, but uh, they are still watching. So I would say when I did the numbers last year, 2022, 47% of our production came from a conversation that began on the internet. Wow. That doesn't mean cold, right? My database is following me on Instagram. If I finish a buyer consult with you, the last thing I say is, What's your Instagram handle? I'd love to stay connected. When I knock on a door, what's your Instagram handle? I'd love to stay in front of you. They are there watching. I am also actively fishing. I don't know if I'm going into the weeds, but I am actively fishing 
on Instagram. And what I mean by that is I make it a point to start conversations on the platform because that's where I want to be. So very simply, if you share something on your story, Instagram allows you to see who watched your story. I will audit who is watching my story. I will scan by all of the realtors and lenders that are in my feed. And I will look for somebody that I have either bought and sold with or somebody that I would like to buy and sell with who also has a ring around their story telling me that they've published something. And the reason why I'm looking for them to have shared a story is because I don't want to waste the time jumping into their feed, jumping onto the wall. It's a time suck. I will quickly watch whatever they've posted because I know that it's current. I know that it's within the last 24 hours. We know they're active on the platform. We know they're active on the platform. I will watch whatever it is and I will pick up my phone. I will go to the direct messages. I will open up the front facing video and I will, let's use you an example. You posted that photo of your two kids and your wife yesterday on Easter. Yeah. I would see that and I would say, Jason, happy Easter, my man. You have a beautiful family. How did you spend your day? <laughs> Send. That. Five a day. Whew, that's that's a, a good move. There's so much clever about that move. And and I and it, it goes, it's proof that there's marketing and there's prospecting. You can't just post videos and expect people to come to you. You're also going to them. Um, I do I, I do think it is important to throw in some personal stuff. So if you see my story, sometimes it's pictures of my dog, it's pictures of me exercising or whatever. So I do throw in a little bit of personal stuff, but my actual feed, I look at it as I'm a business. Um, and I follow other businesses that are not real estate related, whether it's like a clothing boutique I like or whatever. And I'm not anxious to see pictures of, you know, their vacation photos and whatever they're doing. I'm there for the business. So I, I definitely want the majority of my stuff for me to, to focus on real estate. I, the way I kind of balance it. Cause like, what if someone doesn't want to buy it and sell is I also try to sell the lifestyle We're more out in the hill country. So I might showcase like a great restaurant. We tried a beautiful park, a winery, you know, something fun to keep the non sellers and buyers interested still. Um, but definitely I, I want my account to be more educational, uh, when it comes to real estate. Yes. And for anybody who's following you, they would say, wow, that's true, but she's also hilarious. You mentioned about three-ish reels per week or pieces of content per week. Talk to us about, you mentioned maybe a restaurant tour or a park tour. What types of content are you producing for the feed? And then I'm going to go to stories after we have this bit of dialogue. Absolutely. So when I look at creating videos, they should fall into one of three categories. Like it should have one, one of these purposes, either to educate, inspire, or entertain. If, if one of them could do like more than one, it can, if it can fit two categories, that's even better. So for educational videos, that would be like market stats, a news headline, straightforward real estate advice. That's kind of a talking head video. Inspiration is going to be storytelling or painting a picture. So that could be a client success story, why we love living in the Texas Hill Country, um, you know, a beautiful listing that you might be able to get. And then the third one, the entertain could be some of the funny trending sounds and, you know, spoofs on a movie, things like that. So I try to do a variety of at least one of those types of videos per week. And there's enough variation in there that I can kind of keep it fun and interesting. What about your non-video content? You are predominant. I'm, I'm scrolling through your feed now. It is predominantly video first, which hooray, I applaud you. 
what about the strategy behind non-video content? We know Instagram, for instance, uh, has restated recently that they're going to start prioritizing photos a bit more. And we know carousels are also performing pretty darn well these days. Yes, I'm definitely trying to incorporate at least one or two uh, photo posts a week. And I have noticed, even though I haven't done a, a bunch of carousels, but I even on some of my posts where it's just one picture, I, I am getting a ton of likes and better reach than I would have in the past. So uh, definitely, yes, I would say incorporate some photos here and there, but may, mostly keep it um, video first. Our third and final video today is a local spotlight voiceover. Now, what is a local spotlight? And then we'll talk about the voiceover in a second. A local spotlight is you using your phone, your camera to shine the spotlight on maybe a local business, a local attraction, some little treasure that's in your community where you want your followers to know how much you love and know about your community. So it's you shining the spotlight on something local. So you get the local spotlight part of it. Let's talk about the voiceovers. Well, if you're making vertical videos like Reels or YouTube Shorts or TikTok videos, all those platforms, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, they all provide a function called a voiceover, whereby when you're making your clips, you're putting your clips together to make the reel, you have the ability to record an overdub a voiceover after the fact. So what a lot of folks are doing is they're out at a cool restaurant just grabbing little clips of, oh, this delicious burger, or look at this new parkway trail system they put in the little town square, things like that. They're just grabbing their phones and they're documenting at random, saving it to their phone's camera roll. And then they're coming back after the fact and they're taking those clips and they're making the reel and they're putting it all together in maybe some kind of a template. And then they're using the voiceover function that Reels provides you to record one cohesive narrator perspective of, hey, we were taking a walk in the town square of such and such town and we noticed the new trail system is complete. And then you start talking about what the clips are showing them. It's a voiceover function. This means you can film at random without the pressure of, I'm on, am I camera ready? Do I look right? Am I, do I know what I'm gonna say? None of that matters because you're just documenting clips as you go about your day. And then at the end, when you wanna put it all together to make the reel, you simply, tie it together with one cohesive voiceover. In a world where making content and planning and prepping to make videos takes a lot of effort and work, this is about as easy as it gets because you can truly do it on the fly and these videos perform really, really well. One hack to record voiceovers if you don't have a professional quality mic is to take your phone, whatever you're recording on, into a bedroom closet where there's clothes on the hangers. Those clothes will absorb any sound that's bouncing off the walls and it will make for a really, really nice quality, crisp, no reverb kind of voiceover. So it sounds professional even though it was just recorded on your phone. That is a local spotlight voiceover video. I mean, it becomes daunting. So I have a feeling there's a lot of people who are like, ooh, please tell us about the top five videos that every agent should make because that idea of what are the flagship videos that you can just keep running ads with I think that's going to have a lot of attractive qualities to a lot of agents. Can you share with and, us any about those? Yeah. And that came to when I realized how many leads were being left unresponded to. And I was like, if mm. I could, my original intent was if I could only have to remake these videos every 90 days. Well, I've gone a year without remaking these videos. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I think I can go another year, you guys. I think it could work. So um, community just like a community tour, why people like it. Okay. okay. Um, town and you can make multiple town videos, but really initially you only need one. 
town or city. Um, we have an about us, like who we are, what we want to do. A listing video is always in there. We always have so that one, one rotates in and out, right? Just that you seven. That's typically like our fifth one. Um, our our listing video. Uh, we have one on getting a free home evaluation. And that's me and one of the agents in a home. And we're just talking to them about getting a free home evaluation. So basically asking for, you know, the sale. Um, yeah. And then our fifth one um, is just a marketing video that goes over, not necessarily about us. It's different from our about us because it goes more analytical. We have more data. Right. We have more of what we do, our process. Um, it's more of a value it, prop versus uh it's not a brand promise. It's a value proposition. We do X, Y, and Z, a little bit more of a list of what you do, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. So exactly. I wrote down five. So community tour, it could be a walking or a driving tour. And I think you're, I think you're right on. I think a lot of people feel the pressure of now I got to make a community tour for every little neighborhood in my town. By the way, there's 200 neighborhoods. Wrong, right? They just need one mm -hmm. to kick it off. Just the uh, town. Just the town. Uh, about us. Which, can you tell us how your About Us is structured? Because I could see where that'd be very easy to make it about you and actually not about the customer. Um, so it's it's both for us. It is about the team and how we got started and why we choose to bring as much value as we do to the customers because we believe we are getting like huge commission checks and that we devote a huge portion of that to marketing to make sure it's not just left up to MLS. Um, sure. Customer service, you know, it is an all hands on deck team. You're not going to only deal with one person. And that came about as a video that was needed for us because during the pass off, sometimes people were upset, right? Like we have a transaction coordinator, we have stuff like that. But that's also used in our high note for our listing presentation as well, our about us. So like you get the full package.